Welcome to the Props Public Safety Podcast, where experienced firefighters discuss drone operations in public safety. Take flight, save lives, save service members. Hello, pilots, and welcome to another episode of Props Public Safety Podcast. I'm John Winky. And I'm Mike Wall. Today's topic is going to be the true definition of precipitation when oh. dealing with or flying a UAS. Oh, I like Ooh. that. That was nice. That was smooth. Yeah, smooth, smooth, that was smooth. Smooth. Yeah. So, for a very, uh, what like, a broad topic. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And the reason that I think that this topic is important is a lot of people are always asking like, oh, well, what are your weather requirements? What are your weather minimums? And I kind of don't have an answer for them because even though we haven't written in our SOPs that we do not fly in inclement weather, mm-hmm. it is at the pilot's discretion is also written in that SOP to define that inclement weather. Yeah. So your definition of inclement weather might be different than my inclination, like what I would deem to be bad weather. More importantly, your comfortability level is going to be different than my comfortability level. And that's what SOPs do is they allow you to fly within your, you know, comfortability level. Um, So precipitation. We all know it's rain, fog, snow, sleet, hail. Etc. Any weather condition that something is falling from the sky. There's a well, I don't know what the Webster, what the Webster dictionary version is. I'm pretty sure it doesn't say uh, yeah. something falling from Actually, the sky. It's it's, <laughs> it, it's yeah yeah it's it is something like that. It's like any weather condition where something is falling from the sky. Now I don't know if that means like cold weather iguanas. <laughs> cold weather iguanas, but <laughs> I'm just saying. But it yeah. might happen. But you know, uh, yeah, rain, snow, hail, Correct. fog. Fog is definitely you know another one. Yes, I didn't even mention fog. Yeah. So, rain, heavy rain, light rain, a mist. You can fly in you know, all of these, mm-hmm. depending Just on your de- UAS. depending on your UAS. So it all falls down to an IP rating. Yeah. So if your UAS is not IP rated. There is a good and high likelihood that it will probably crash in the rain. And if it is IP rated with a rating that is, you know, above a 57 or whatever, then there's a good chance that you could operate in a significant downpour. But where, what limits the pilot from saying, oh, you know what, I'm not comfortable operating in this downpour or I'm not comfortable operating in this mist with my M300, you know? And there are other problems that plague this as well. It's not just, okay, yeah, the UAS could do it. What about, what's the point if you're just getting mist on your lens and everything that you're filming is useless? So, yeah, and and that's a good point that that it it doesn't matter the IP rating of your drone. If you can't get a deliverable, right? Because (laughs) then what's the point of flying? Absolutely. And I could not agree more. So, I took the Avada out. It was a foggy day. Um, and I was flying, you know, just around, but I could not see out of the lens. Like I could barely make out what I was flying through and around and everything else. And this was, you know, a leisure flight. It wasn't like, you know, high priority or whatever. It was kind of me just, you know, messing around. And I'm like, all right, well, this isn't that bad. And then I'm trying to come back and I'm facing the sun. 
And in the goggles, all I see is just like staring into like, like, like through a sheet. It, that's what, I was able to see shadows of where I was going. I had no clue where I was going and I had no way of figuring out where I really was because I could not see anything that was in front of me because of the mist that built up on the screen, on the lens rather. So I wound up flying back, cleaned it off. And then I was like, oh, well, that was kind of pointless. Yeah. And when I, when I finally got back here and then I downloaded the footage, I was like, that, that was stupid. <laughs> like, like I didn't, like, I, I had no idea. Like you got nothing out of it. I got zero out of it. It was an all liability. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was if it would have crashed, it would it would have been literally fifty feet away from me, a hundred feet away from me, and it wouldn't have hit anything like important. It wouldn't like flew into the national power grid or anything. You know, it would have hit like a parked car or whatever. But literally, could not even tell where yeah. where anything was. It was like somebody just covered over the over the lens and. Um, that could happen easily in one of our operations, yeah, totally. is what I'm saying. Um, so now you, you go up and you're trying to get this deliverable, and then you get to that point where you realize that you're not getting that deliverable. When do you call it? Mm -hmm. You know, And when do you say to whoever's you know, the incident commander or whatever, like, this, this is now a liability. And you got to now convince that, that incident commander, like, hey, like, this, you're not getting anything out of this. You're not bringing any value to the screen. Yeah. If you build up, you know, uh, dew or on a thermal lens, then guess what? It's only going to read the temperature of that dew yeah. that's on the yeah. lens. Um, it's going to fog out almost the whole thing. If you, that lens can stay, you know, clear, then obviously, you know, will work. But um, at some point, you're just going to be like, yeah, this, there, there is nothing that this is bringing to the table yeah. as far as helping you with the operation. Um, and that's something that they need to keep in mind as well. And it goes with all kinds of uh, precipitation, like rain, snow, sleet, hail, whatever the case may be. It comes to a point where it's like, all right, this is now useless to operate. Yeah. So yeah, it's risk versus reward. It's, it's, it's you know, getting a usable deliverable. And all that comes into play. And, uh, you know, if you have fogged out conditions or, or uh, condition, whiteout conditions or anything else where you can't actually see the target at hand, well, then what's the point of flying? Absolutely. And sometimes it's not even a matter of, you know, being able to see the target. Sometimes it's um, your dew point spread. Now, if you, we all know if that's too close. Yeah. Now you ice up the props, and next thing you know, your beautiful UAS becomes a rock, a, a rock <laughs> per se. You know, it becomes, you know, a cold iguana. Frozen That's Mike like frozen, frozen iguana. iguana. Yeah. Um, and it's down on the ground. So now you just have the whole liability issue yeah. of that as well. And now you couple that on top of being, we operate above our members, you know. So now not only do you have a flying brick, but you have a flying brick on top of hovering over your members who aren't really expecting you to fall out of the sky. A, a flying brick is fine. It's the falling brick that's yes. the problem. Yeah. So in precipitation, yeah. where do you draw your limit? My limit? Um, it's, it's really based on the day-to-day -day operations. Um, I will... My, my winter operations are a lot more reserved than my summer operations. Uh, so even though there's a little bit of uh, rain or snow in the winter, 
I will be a lot more reserved with whether or not I'm flying or not, as opposed to being in the summer, um, where I think conditions in the summer are just a little bit, a little bit easier to, to manage. Um, I don't know. I, I, I go with, uh, I go with day-to-day operations. I, I, I really can't pinpoint it. Yeah. What about you? So obviously if you're getting a deliverable, then you're, you're, you know, you're doing your job. Yeah. So then it's worth it. However, I draw the lines at when it becomes to the point where the data starts being skewed. Okay. So if yeah. the video isn't going to be what you need or the thermal data is not going to be there or you have some sort of condition, you know, we'll say, you know, two point spread where you can now create a hazard, then it's a no all the way around. However, if let's say it's a risky flight, but there's, you know, risk risk reward and we're talking life, you know, then obviously well, obviously I mean, it goes up. Obviously, yeah. So I will I will push a little bit further mm-hmm. for a known life hazard than I would, you know, without a known life yeah, hazard. Yeah, just a three sixty of a building that you don't know what Correct. Um but I mean if it becomes to the point where no, this is a complete liability then I have to dial that back and say, you know what, me putting this in the air is not going to help the situation. It's only going to hinder the situation. I feel like if I if I walk out of, of the rig and I say to myself, really, I need an umbrella, then you probably shouldn't fly. Yeah. You know? Well, like I said, it comes down to that, that risk versus reward. Yeah. I mean, just because it's raining out, I mean, an M300 and M30, do op- they, they handle fantastic yeah. in the rain. It has like zero effect on the flight characteristics. However, if it's, you know, monsooning and you have a 40 mile an hour wind, I might say to myself, like, this probably is not a good idea. Yeah. Um, unless... I know that whatever my mission objective is at that point could be done, completed safely, and that it can be done with the aircraft that I have um, without putting anybody in harm's way. Once I feel that somebody or anybody is in harm's way, then that's that's when I throw in the towel. Yeah. Um, That's pretty much my, that's my hard line that will always be my hard line is to become part of the solution and never part of the problem. But unfortunately, I mean, we don't play God when it comes to weather. You know, it's not like I could say, all right, well, let me just dry this lens off and then put it back up and everything's going to be fine. I I think it's pretty easy to determine on the landing pad as to whether or not you will be able to get usable data or not. Yes, absolutely. And and before you even take off. Uh, you can make a determination as to whether or not you're taking off. Or not. Yeah, there's been just, cal- by, just by looking at the at the screen and saying well, it's already fogging up. I'm already getting uh, you know precipita- precipitation on the lens. There's snow accumulating on top of the craft. Yeah. Like you know, right off the bat, yes. whether or not you should fly or not. Absolutely, 100. percent So it also depends on the type of snow. Yeah. So if you have like one of these light breezy kind of snows that you could clean off with a leaf blower, then the odds are you'd be able to operate a little bit longer, if not, you know, as normal, mm-hmm. um, than if you have one of these heavy, dense snows, which tend to stick to everything. Um, because and then the by the time they stick to your props, they stick to the landing gear. And just imagine the stress of on the aircraft when it has this additional weight slowly being added to it, you know, mm-hmm. after every so on and a couple of flights. And you can do the best that you can to clean it off. Um, it just... It sits there mm-hmm. and it's just going to keep accumulating and accumulating and eventually it's going to just weigh it down. And it's so not only do you have decreased flight time with just the weather condition, it being so cold out, 
but uh, now you're now you're adding weight, which decreases the flight and time. heating batteries. And you're heating the batteries. So you're doing it yourself heating batteries, so you're decreasing yep. your flight time. Yep. And uh, and probably definitely using a strober or more. Yeah. You know, just to to lighten it up. Normally a spotlight probably at that point because winter operations, if you have a whiteout condition, it, it's going to be harder to see. Yeah. So it's. A lot of different variables going on there. And then on top of that, you also have, you know, the pilot fatigue and everything else and trekking through the snow and your landing pad is, it's not going to be able to find, easy to find a secondary landing pad, yeah. uh, landing area, because you're going to need to clear one, you know, if you have an accumulation. So, I mean, just precipitation all around is just a tough topic to deal with. And I think pilots really need to figure out their own realistic levels of their own comfortability on how far they could push it and for what reasons to push it. Like a known life hazard, I am putting a $30,000 piece of equipment in the air for a known life hazard if I can do it with the guarantee that that equipment is coming back. Mm -hmm. And even in some cases, without the guarantee that that equipment is coming back. If it's, you know, if confirmed life hazard, oh, I know that that person is there. I, I will risk putting that aircraft up in the air to go check to see if that person's there. Yeah. I mean, it's risk versus reward. Well, if, yeah, especially if you, if you can guarantee that that in the event of a catastrophic failure, your problem doesn't become. No, I'm saying problem. like a missing person in yeah. in the woods where if this thing goes down, it's hitting a tree, you know, yeah, or maybe a Sasquatch or two. But <laughs> nobody really cares about a Sasquatch. No. But um, but like, but the event, the likelihood of that person being there or looking for that person, I'm gonna get you know, cover more ground with that drone than I am going, than, you know, a hundred people walking. Yeah, and absolutely. Um, and especially with thermal data, like you, you're able to look through there, you could spot, you know, a chipmunk running across the, the ground when there's snow on the ground. Like it's that easy. It's not hard at all. That's the kind of risk versus reward that I'm saying. And if it does crash, the fire from the, the light bulb batteries will keep them warm. It's very true. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? Uh, the funny thing is I've seen so many drones crash. I've never seen one crash on fire. So no, if anybody no. has footage oh, of a drone that, that crashes that and then just explodes into a fireball, yeah. like definitely action. send it my way because yeah. I definitely want to check it out. Like an action movie. Yeah. I, I think cars I mean, always blow up. Like I think cars. we need to start like definitely start crashing things with like you know, Michael Bay in the back of mines kind of like, yeah, you know, like as soon as it hits the ground, big giant fireball with hero jumping out of the way you know yeah. definitely along those lines so so precip precipitation rain sleet snow hail anything falling from the sky pilots got to create their own barriers pilot create their own barriers write uh, it into the sops write it into your sops know the limitations of your drone don't exceed the limitations of your drone absolutely if a drone does not have an ip rating i do not recommend flying it in the rain or any type of precipitation that precipitation will build up on the inside of the aircraft and if you which brings us to the other point of drying off all this stuff but it will build up in there and it will only wreak havoc later on down the road and always dry your equipment when you're done that means the inside of the case the drone the payloads everything needs to be opened up on a fan blown completely dry cleaned uh what's that stuff that you put in there the little balls silica the silica gel there's a real name like desitin or something like that that is for your feet isn't it i don't know maybe that's the for your feet well maybe well whatever the hell it is but it's those little pellets that you could put in there that suck the water out mm -hmm. um you know, clean everything, dry everything with a microfiber cloth, um, taking care of that equipment and making sure moisture isn't built up in that case yeah. is important because when you take that case in from the outside, 
The last thing you want to do is close it up and keep it in a hermetically sealed case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah until, it's, until it's next year. because yeah. It will definitely build up moisture yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, so everything needs to be opened up, cleaned out. And if it's frozen, it needs to be thawed and also dried out as well. But create your own minimums and definitely know your minimums, know the limitations of your aircraft, write it into your SOPs. Be comfortable with what you are doing and don't exceed your risk versus reward. I think that's the that's best it. way to nail down precipitation as a whole. Absolutely. And I think we are done here, minus the, if you have any additional footage of a drone crashing and bursting into a giant fireball. Michael Bay style. Yes, Michael Bay style. Yeah. Have to send that. And that's pretty much it. That's just that's all I'm waiting for now. That's it. Yes. You know what? I am waiting for that. Whoever sends that gets a t-shirt. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. All right. Stay safe, fly safe, and we will see you the next podcast. Thanks for joining us at the Props Public Safety Podcast. If you want to take flight with our hosts and learn more about our public safety education program, go to propsflightschool.com and click the public safety button.